Okay, well, hello. I see, I thought you was going to open it up because I love the way you open things up because it, it sounds like real nice and cute. Oh, you were sipping your coffee. I ain't know. Yeah, I thought, I thought you was, was going to open it up because, you know, you open it up like, Dad! I don't know if that's a compliment. No, it ain't no gay not. shit. It's no gay shit, though. I, Okay, I ain't saying nothing about no gay. I'm just, I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> I'm, okay, I'm stuck now. Me too. Bleh. Yeah. You. Aurora Raggy. Anyway, y'all, what's happening? You listening to Cozy. Oh, my God. Motherfucking, Motherfucking boots. boots. My God. Puts a tickle in your goddamn nipple. <laughs> and we bring it back for you. We are your hosts. Mm-hmm. My name is Darren, but you can call me Dad. D-Mob. D-Mobius. Mm-hmm. Dr. Mob. M.D. with no fancy degree. Mm-hmm. D.Z. Montana and Durante. So we... People are super rock, 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 rock. The beat's so clean. Uh-huh. Carlton, Mr. D, Mob Z, and the first name, last of all, Dirty D. And I'm here. And I got my co-host over here. Man, it's like your introductions be so hard, bro. And you ended on Dirty D. Like, it's just dirty. <laughs> it's just dirty. You know, Look. it's just filthy. Look, I have. I think I have a clue where that name comes from now. I don't, you know when you say it? I you, think I know. You know when you say it, it makes me think of a Philly cheesesteak. What? Because you know it's just dirty. It's filthy. It's filled with all the juice and all the cheese, and it it just looks. But it's good. But it's good. It's dirty. You get okay. dirty eating it. Okay. Feel it, cheese right. steak style. I can get with that. I'm hungry. Like it's messy. It's dirty, but it's good. Yeah. Yeah. Dirty D. All right, I get that. Feel all right, che- okay. We go with that. cheese. Uh, I always okay. gotta fuck it up, don't I? Okay. Yeah, all right. I yep. I don't know what that mm, okay. Yep. <laughs> Hello everyone. You already know who the fuck this is. It's your girl A Love, aka A Love the Poet, aka Daddy, aka I will eat your kids' snacks. And I don't care. Alright? I she don't give a fuck. I don't give a fuck, Keisha. That's so funny. Uh, yeah, I am. I am the other host of Cozy MF and Boots, and we are so glad that you are here with us. We're glad that you are still here. You're per. You're. Um, I was about to say perspiring. Yeah, y'all are perspiring. Yeah, and that you are, you know, walking with your purpose and everything like that. We got a good one for y'all today. We got a good one. Is it? What are we doing today? Oh, we doing a good one. We finna learn you something. That's my granddaddy used to say. Ooh, I wanna learn. Oh, tickle me motherfucking pink. We are going to be learning. I thought you were about to say, tickle me motherfucking Elmo. <laughs> <laughs> you so gangster. I forgot about that nigga. I forgot about my nigga Elmo. <laughs> Listen, we are going to be talking about... Um, Shit, a lot. Gatekeeping, inventions, entrepreneurship, Wall, Black Wall Street. Niggas, just strap the fuck in. Now, I know that sounds like a lot. That does, but it's going to tie together. 
We oh, hope. Okay. Okay. We hope. <laughs> Either. <laughs> It's going to tie together because I feel like we're going to learn you something. <laughs> so, okay. What I wanted to start off was uh, the main reason mm-hmm. why we wanted to talk about this. Yep. What's the main reason we want to talk about this, hey, love? Damn, why you guys got to kick it off to me? I'm I'm slow. You not slow? Um... The main reason why we want to talk about this, you asked me this off off air too. Yeah, I did. Because you messy as hell. Nah, because I wanted to prepare you. Yeah, he messy. That's all I'm saying. Um, because I feel like it's important that we know about not only our history, but know that there were people, our people, in each part and each section of history that owned something, that made a contribution invent, um, inventions-wise, um, that was really out here doing stuff and that, and we actually had, we actually capitalized on, like on our own, but then, you know, shit happened. Um, and when Darren asked me this, I also told him like, we was, we had to memorize and learn white history so fucking much. Oh, year after year, it was the same shit. And then you know, you get to college. I don't know. For me, for me, for me, college was a shock. And I'm going to explain why. All your life in school, you learn about the Declaration of Independence. You learn your white history as they have. But then you go to like somewhere like where you went, Tennessee State, or you go to an HBCU. You learn about that shit, but then you also learn about our history. And it just does this brain alter, alter, it alters your brain and it's just kind of like you got to fill in so many gaps and holes. And then you realize that. And then we're getting to this point now. Everybody's starting to know it. But we was at that point where a lot of people didn't know it. So me personally, I'm going to always try to tell y'all what the fuck is going on. Because since I had to hear white history for like a thousand fucking times. Nigga, you finna hear black history a thousand motherfucking times. Because God damn it, I said so. And we it's deserve. Not... Oh, no. Good, good. We no. deserve. Okay. We to to me that's how it was because I was just kind of like, oh okay, this is the story I was told, and then you go somewhere and somebody tells you something else. Like it wasn't all just peaches and roses. Right. It's not just about George Washington. It's about George Washington Carver. Carver. Asshole. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's really not. Like it's 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 more about that the fabric of this country, the fabric of history. We're in, we're in that. We're a big part of it. And, um, you know, when I hear white people saying, Oh, don't make everything black or don't sit up here. We don't want to hear all this black stuff all the time. Well, I've had to hear your white shit all my life. So don't get mad when I educate myself or educate my people on our history because you failed to do it. Okay. Or you didn't want to do it. All right. So to sum sum all of that up, because that was a lot. Sorry. (laughs) We just want to make sure that it's known that there are brilliant people out there that look like ourselves. That's something that I I had to come to realize when I actually went to college at Tennessee State. I've I met plenty 
you know, going through middle school and high school, but I had not met a whole lot of people that look like me that are just so doing so many things. How did how did that how did that make you feel? Did you have like a did you have like kind of a culture shock when you went to your HBCU in a sense when you found that out? I did because Birmingham okay. had a, has always been black. Yeah, especially you go around the inner city. It's always been black. Of course. But you don't, or at least you get exposed to some some people that are doing some things, but mm-hmm. for the most part, you're not around anybody that's really trying to do much. Consider in, in At least in the circles that, yeah. you know, I and my parents were running in. Yeah. yeah. And then I got to TSU, and totally I met people who were far more brilliant than me mm-hmm. and not that I thought that I was the shit or anything or the smartest person in the room but it's just you know that level of intelligence of, of intelligence that you have mm-hmm. and then you see somebody across the auditorium taking chemistry with you that grasps these concepts far easier than you do yeah or that can speak on a level far greater than you can. Mm-hmm. Or can even just be that, that guy that's tutoring you in one of your glasses, yeah. helping you out. Yeah. Just all the, the men and women I went to school with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It, it was definitely a culture shock. And mm-hmm. I, it, it was like a, like, wow, a fish exist. out of water experience <laughs> for me for a little while. Yeah, like, wow, like, these, these people type, these people exist, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, you, because you, like I said, you know, you hear about it, well, you start to hear about it, um, our history, went through our history of different people, but then to actually see, like you said, people in the lab, you know what I'm saying, like, <laughs> mixing chemicals up and doing all that, so. Yeah, so let's get into it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what are some, um, so I guess I could start off with some some black inventors mm-hmm. and people that, that innovated over the, the decades, the years. Mm-hmm. Um, I did want to, because there are a couple of people I didn't know about, mm-hmm. and uh, Dr. Patricia Bass was on this list. She invented the laser cataract treatment device called a laser phaco probe and also developed another technique for doing um eye cataract laser eye cataract surgery oh i didn't know that yeah hmm. yeah invented it uh, i believe in 1986 Damn. yeah yeah and she's still living today I've never heard of her either. Yeah, and you know how many people out there got fucked up eyes. Right. So you can thank this lady for helping you get them fixed. And it's crazy because, you know, they've really been pushing LASIK and shit like a long time, and I would think that I would have heard of her by now. Yeah, you would think so. Mm. Y'all slipping. Because <laughs> <laughs> that, that, damn, okay. Well, I, I did not know that. Who else you got? No, nah, I'm, I'm biased, uh-huh. so I got a lot of scientists on this list. Well, it's only a list of like six, seven people, mm-hmm. but I got a lot of scientists on this list because I need to let y'all know that black people are not just musicians and athletes. Can you say that again, please? Black people, shit, men and women are not just musicians and athletes. 
Okay. We can use our brains for shit too. Right. So Leonidas Berry invented the Etterberry biopsy gastroscope Mm -hmm. that makes tissue collection in the stomach without surgery a lot easier. Just in case you want to, you know, you might have a little, they might detect a little lump in there Mm -hmm. with a CT scan or something. They want to take a sample of it. Mm -hmm. You stick that gastroscope down there, you pluck it on out, go go ahead and put it on a... <laughs> what was I going to say? Put it on an auger plate. <laughs> put, <laughs> put it on a plate, put it on the slide, and take a look at it. But mostly um, that was done just uh, because he was... This was like the early days before they figured out... Um, Heavy drinking caused liver damage instead of stomach damage. Uh-huh. So he invented that to check out the, some of the tissue in the stomach. Mm. And then that's when they found out, oh, yeah. no, it's not the stomach. That's your liver. It's your liver. Yeah. So Shirley, Dr. Shirley Jackson uh-huh. was a physicist. And through her work in theoretical physics, uh-huh. paved the way for things for us to have such as touchstone phones. Hold on, time out. Wait, I'm I'm not done yet. Touch phones. Touch tone phones. Okay. Not not touch phones, not mm-hmm. like the cell phones we have, but uh-huh. the ones with you know where you got the rotary dial, where your, your great grandma oh. and them had. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The touch tone phones are the ones with the buttons, buttons. for the numbers. Oh, and she did that. So okay. she did. She she did that. Uh huh. Portable faxes. Caller ID. Call waiting so you know who the fuck is calling you. God bless her. And the fiber optic cable. God bless her. Yes. God bless her because without call ID, I would be answering all my little calls and I don't be answering half of y'all niggas. <laughs> God bless her. She has a special seat in heaven. And I said so. <laughs> God bless her. Star 69. So, <laughs> Garrett Morgan. He was a black man that invented the gas mask and the traffic signal. I knew about the traffic signal. I didn't know about the gas mask. Yeah. Oh, he that nigga. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Mary Davidson uh-huh. invented the toilet tissue holder. Shout out to her. Shout out to her. Even though y'all niggas still... I'm finna call my mama out for this. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm finna call Ooh. her out. Because first of all... If you see that the toilet tissue is out, why the fuck would you just put the damn toilet tissue on top of the damn toilet? Why you just want to slide the damn new toilet tissue on the roll so that we can just wipe our ass without touching the whole toilet, the whole toilet tissue? But th- go ahead. That woman invented that so you could put the damn toilet on the roll, the toilet tissue on the roll. Wow. Wow. Be appreciative. Well... The main person, well, last person on this list I have, really. I had three other people, but Mm -hmm. I didn't have anything for the last two because they kind of speak for themselves. Mm -hmm. Um, But Grandmaster Flash. No, the fuck you didn't. Grandmaster Flash. Okay, KRS-One. Invented the modern (laughs) DJ turntable Mm -hmm. and also the techniques used in scratching in music. Like, he, he was out there legit tinkering with old turntables and shit and invented that thing himself. Like, he because came of, up with that. Because of his sister, Cindy. Yep. Shout out to KRS-One. Yep. 
We are students. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love that you brought that up because, you know, um, I didn't know this. I'm not trying to get off subject, but a lot of that scratching and stuff like that, uh, KRS-One had said that a lot of that and beatboxing is pre- it was, it was seen and dated back to prehistoric times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The the beatbox and I can mm-hmm. I can definitely see. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. yeah. Yeah yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And then I had two honorable mentions. Oh shit. In music, Miles Davis, just constantly innovating the way through through jazz, through world music and fusion. Like there was hardly any era of music between like the thirties. In the the seventies and eighties, that he just was not, he did not have a hand in. He really, he he really did push. He did really did push music to 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 its full potential. He, he pushed music and everybody around him in to his style, limit. Style in style, they have a book out um, about like style and stuff like that, and like how he dressed and everything. I forgot what the book is called, but. He's mentioned in there very, very highly, because mm-hmm. that you know, because he was so cool and shit. And last but not least, Nina Simone. I never said I wasn't nonviolent. <laughs> Quote Nina Simone. <laughs> She's been an activist, or she was an activist. She was a wonderful musician too. Mm-hmm. Um. It kind of something that'll come up in the conversation later, a little bit of the gatekeeping, mm-hmm. uh, because you know how she got her start, right? Mm-hmm. She was training to be a class, uh, classical pianist. Yeah. And there were so many, they had so many issues with her in that, in that realm. They had so many issues with her that mm-hmm. her classical piano career did not take off mm-hmm. how it needed to. So she ended up really going through and forming her own songs, doing her own thing, and protesting against everything that mm-hmm. the establishment stood for. In yeah. in not just in music but in all realms. Yeah. Because she could do it all. Yeah. She could really do she could really do it all because they wouldn't what was it Juilliard she was trying to get into? Yeah. And they wouldn't let her in because she was black. Yep. Yeah. And then later on, decided to give her like an honorary degree after she was dead and gone or some shit. Yeah, yeah. I'm so I think that shit's weird, but all right. I mean, I I see I see the the um I see why you did it, but it's just kind of like, bitch, y'all was jamming to her when she was alive. Why couldn't y'all fuck with her then? <laughs> like, don't give me some shit after I'm dead and gone. Give me mine while I'm here. A posthumous honorary degree. Uh, nigga, what? Nah. Nah, give me my shit while I'm here. Anyway, that, that's all the people that I wanted to mention. There are so many other inventors and innovators and entrepreneurs out there to the black. That I, you know, we we be talking for like days, days. trying yeah. to do this. So, yeah, that's all I wanted to mention for now. Yeah, I I know that um, there was someone who I want to mention was James uh, James Everett Maceo. Um, he was, he developed the microphone. Ooh, that nigga. Uh, the shit that, the shit that we talking, the, the shit that we talking in right now, this is what he developed. And yes, thank you. 
He uh, studied at Temple University from 1953 to 57 and received a degree in physics. And I don't like physics, so I tip my hat off to him as well. <laughs> uh, and the, um, yeah, him with the microphone. Yeah. <laughs> and what you call it with the fiber optic cable? Shout outs to shout, you. Shout outs to y'all. For y'all taking physics. Right, because yeah. cause he, he did an internship at the uh, Acoustics Research Department at Bell Laboratories. Uh, as in Alexander Graham Bell? Uh, yeah. So my, my man had his had his shit together. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, yeah, shout-outs to him for making the microphone. And then another man that I uh, really was interested in uh, was John Henry Merrick. If that sounds familiar, if you've heard of North Carolina Mutual uh, Provident Life Insurance Company, he started that with his business car- with his business partner, with his business partner um, back in the day. Um, it's still up today. Basically, what he was doing, he started out just as a brick builder. Uh, a bricklayer for his family and um masonry then, yeah then then he ended up owning a few barber shops then he put all that money into developing the life insurance company and started buying a whole bunch of properties there you go so Just growing and growing and growing yeah y'all niggas ain't got a scam <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna do it anyway they're gonna do it anyway but y'all ain't got a scam <laughs> but i like how for me, like it was seeing a different side to things. Like it was seeing like um not only inventors but also business people too. Yeah. Cause we, we really good at business. Right. So shout outs to him too. I love him. <laughs> yeah. So what did you have on this gatekeeping? Cause you, you, you got me happy. Well the main thing was I noticed, especially kind of doing the research for this and just knowing about these things growing up that there were a lot more um, notable black inventors. Uh Please hold. There were a lot of notable black inventors and entrepreneurs and things that did not come that did not come up until well after the Civil War mm-hmm. uh, and a lot more of them came up even after you know 1950, 1960 yeah. and that was just because the, the door to black people getting patents especially were, was closed for a very long time mm-hmm. So, for those of you who did not know, educate us. <laughs> Talk to us, Dad. During slavery, before eighteen sixty-five and the Emancipation Proclamation, and all that, black people couldn't obtain patents for their work because they were seen as property and not people. So, another reason was uh, the main reason they didn't see black people as people was also likely due to um, the perceived intellectual inferiority (laughs) that (laughs) white folks see toward black folks. And this is also a thing that, you know, a lot of black people, well, pretty much everyone during slavery uh, could not read or write. 
or those uh, black folks were not allowed to read or write. So mm-hmm. that delayed um, learning about certain things and education even after slavery was over. So it just came to a point where black people were lagging behind Mm -hmm. with the education and also exclusion from um, professional and scientific uh, and even engineering groups and organizations. So, because we've always low key been scientific and and, and and had our hands in engineering, even yeah. in slave times. So, yeah, we we'd had to kind of do everything with our people for ourselves yeah. and to ourselves. Mm-hmm. And even the one of the more famous inventions through slavery, the cotton gin, <laughs> is credited yeah. to Eli Whitney, but. but uh, I bet his ass never even touched cotton gin. Well, you know, uh, uh, another thing that's crazy you said that, have you ever seen 12 Years a Slave? Yes. So you remember when Solomon had basically built that, um, I don't want to say a boat, but like a little, to go across the river? Yeah. That was all engineering. And it was just, and it was crazy because the look on the, the white man's face was like, Nigga, how do you how do you know how to do that? You know what I'm saying? And it's <laughs> and it's crazy because stuff like that was happening all the time. And whether we couldn't read or write at that time did not mean that our intelligence, our engineering skills, our artistic skills was it never lacked in any form or what's whatsoever. Well, it didn't because we were just people. Yeah. It was just like everybody else. Yeah, and trying to survive. Yeah. But that kind of brings us to um, also Jim Crow. You know, you go out there, you do your thing, you be brilliant, even at the the segregated black school that you're at. You, you try to get out there in the world, and white people be hating on you. Oh, no, for, yeah, but and it's crazy because you put us there. Like you want to be seg- you wanted us to be segregated so bad. It okay. So here's here's how I see that. Just follow me for a second. You segregate people. You don't give them equal opportunities for shit. Then we excel in something better than you. You get mad or automatically think we cheating. Well, it's not even. Or, and it's or not even about us- trying to be better. We we don't have Damn. to try. That's what I'm saying. Like we just do. But it it's not even about being better. It's about furthering and innovating our daily lives as a human and human race. We do it. It's not even. It's not even about trying to be better. It, we may be better. But no, we it's are. Not, but it's not even trying to be better. That's what I'm saying. But but we don't have to. We're dope like that. I'm sorry. I'm just always gonna be positive. But I'm okay. No, I, I'm just. I'm I, just. Like, I see what you. I see what you're saying. But you know. Yeah. I don't know. It's, I just see it in a different light sometimes. But I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm. But I. I feel. I don't know. I always feel like the greatest things come out of people in, in, um, survival tactic situations sometimes, or just trying to get through a day, like you said, situation. It can. It can, um, but that, that stress can cause, it can either, you know, like they say about diamonds, that, that pressure can crush crush 
either crush that <laughs> that entity or it can create something beautiful out of it. Yeah. And th- there's a lot of people that can't handle that pressure. So that's a whole different yeah. kind of conversation to have about it. Yeah. But I, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Some, some of the greatest stuff has come through um, slavery and segregation because of the way that we've had to innovate. Yeah. Mm. And when you, you know, it's funny because I heard someone say that on a, on a, on a video before and the person was like, how could you say that? Like you're, what she said, you're celebrating slavery. And I'm just like, that's not, that's, that's speaking fact. Like, I don't think that's celebrating. Like, I guess they was trying to say that they was idolizing or praising what slavery and what happened to us or whatever like that. I'm like, I don't think that that's what they was trying to say. They Mm -hmm. were saying exactly what you were saying, which was fact. Yeah. You know, but I, I, that's just what happened. That's just what happened, you know? And I feel like through time, as time goes on, as things evolve, we as people should involve inventions are going to involve brains are, you know, people are going to think differently. Exactly. You know, and I think that's a good thing. So now that we got access to education, equal access to education, mm-hmm. which is even still kind of <laughs> arguable today, but I'm not even going to get into that right now. <laughs> we have been doing a lot more as mm-hmm. far as helping develop things and starting our own businesses and things like that. And even just going ahead and um, uh, going through and starting our own our own I'm trying to find a word parts of town or even just the the little places where we live and work mm-hmm. and all of those things grow too yeah. of course uh, after slavery we all have learned so much about uh, Black Wall Street as well too mm-hmm. and how that came about and what happened with it too. So would you like to tell the story? Mm -mm. Cause I get mad. Okay. (laughs) I get too mad. And so this all happens in Tulsa, Oklahoma and the Greenwood district. Now the Greenwood district, um, has a, a bit of a history before was known as Black Wall Street in the 1920s was really prevalent because um, a lot of black people from other places ended up flocking there mm-hmm. after uh, the Trail of Tears because mm-hmm. um, a lot of the American Indians were removed from that place. And other places to go on to federally owned land reservations. Mm-hmm. So, a lot of the um, there was a pretty pretty big land grab in Oklahoma too, and black people that were on, you know, pretty smart, well off, some weren't, but had ideas. They went there mm-hmm. to start and started businesses. Went ahead and um, built a basically built a community in this segregated part of town. Mm-hmm. So the they did that for a couple of decades before uh, 
believe it was 1921 when the race riot, the Tulsa race riots happened. Yeah. Or at least that's what they call it. Is <laughs> the uh, white people hate no niggas? Well, it all got started because um, the elevator a situation. Dude was accused of assaulting um, a no white way. woman. That was. And that was all she wrote. White people got mad. They came, started uh, firing with guns. It was a war, basically. It's like, it's like you know how, like, your and mama... And they burned that district down. It's, it's like how your mama... You know how your mama used to warn you before she was going to beat your ass? And she'd be like, you just giving me a reason to whoop your ass. You just, I'm just, you just, I'm just looking for a reason to beat your ass. It was kind of like that. Like, you want me to whoop your ass, don't you? Y'all just keep, y'all just doing good over there. <laughs> that's what it. That's what it. Okay. That's what it's just giving. Like y'all just giving me a reason, cause it's it, it's just it's funny. Cause it, to me, how I looked at it, it's like okay, you got this 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 white woman that says that something happened to her, right? So y'all get pissed off and then you just burn a whole fucking section. It's like you you was just looking for a reason to fuck with motherfuckers. In my opinion. I mean, they were yeah. I it's, mean, cause the the black presence was so prevalent in that part of town. Yeah. I mean, you couldn't deny it. Yeah, and and I mean that's that's that and I'm not denying that whatsoever. It's just kind of like motherfucker, how we get from a white woman so-called accused of some shit happening. And there's more detail into uh all of that. I suggest y'all all do y'all research on Tulsa, but it's just it's just crazy because it's like you give motherfuckers one reason and they just make a fucking just just a whole to do. Well, that was more like the icing on the cake because yeah, since that the Greenwood district was so big uh-huh. and basically all the black people were shopping there, they had businesses there, uh, living there too, uh, especially if you were just like down there yeah. in Tulsa. It was such a big presence in a segregated world, like basically having a that was basically giving them a reason to do what they did. If if they were to say them some stuff happened, it was basically giving them a reason to go with, and do what they did. They needed a reason to go in there and do what they that's did, what I was and that's what the reason was. And see, that's the part that just baffles me about just in general, like. Us just minding our fucking business. And never mind. So, I mean, what what more did you have on kind of the topic of gatekeeping and, you know, holding, basically holding a whole race back from innovating and just living life? Because I feel as though, and I'm not... Whenever I speak upon stuff like this, I don't try to sound like an asshole or try to diminish anyone else. But fact is fact. Truth is truth. But white people wanted and still want to be segregated and away from black people so bad, but want to use everything that we innovate from music to fashion to everything. And it gets to the point of 
you get, you know what I'm saying? You want to just have something on your own. Like prime example, um, if you guys have looked into the news, uh, I think it's Melee, uh, the hair care product. If I'm saying it wrong, please forgive me. But that was just um, the founder just sold her company to Procter & Gamble. And I understand why they did it, but literally like a month ago, and I actually uh, said something about it on TikTok, white people were saying, oh, I, I'm using this product, I'm using this product, making my hair fall out. Or um, I also had someone tell me that on Amazon, there were some people, some white people using Blue Magic. And talking about some blue magic, the 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 <laughs> that the, your mom used to the grease, up. the grease they was using that blue. looked like it had little sparkles in it. Yeah, the stuff you used to put on Sunday morning to go to church. That my mom used to spray it in my hair. Yeah, your forehead was shiny as hell and frying like Crisco grease. Yeah, yeah. So that? yeah, so apparently I was told that black, white people putting that in their hair and then going on Amazon complaining talking about some oh. My hair real oily. I had to wash it eight or nine times for it to come out. It's not for you. Like, I mean, it's basically like you're putting oil in your hair. It, like what I try to tell what yeah. I try to tell people is like everything's just not fucking for you. Some stuff is for us. It's it's texturized for our hair. You, because we don't we don't create a whole lot of oil in our face, hair. Your face, your face like, is hilarious. I don't understand. Yeah. Like, yeah. How, how have we gotten this far in the world where mm-hmm. white people have just not used blue magic up until like now? And you know what? How do we get here? They may have. But my whole point about it is, and trying and getting back to the melee thing, is I'm all for uh black uh black people um you know what I'm saying, expanding and the reason why they sold it was because they said that Procter and Gamble would help them expand. But the problem with big corporations like that is they try to tailor it for everybody or they fuck it up or there's lawsuits involved. Like for example, um, in December, 2022 Procter and Gamble, you can look this up, had a lawsuit, um, with some certain like, you know, uh, body washes and, um, uh, deodorants and stuff that you use that had benzene in it that and benzene if you don't know what benzene is that stuff that they use to make plastic with and it's uh heavily um influences uh it heavily uh causes like leukemia so that's that's always my concern is that when you do stuff like that you try to tailor for everybody instead of just leaving it for the people that need to be led for like y'all got head and shoulders y'all got aussie like goddamn, <laughs> you feel me? Like stick with stick with that, and then when we go get our shit. Either it's not on the shelf, or you gotta fucking unlock the damn thing to get your black hair care products. You see, but you capital a little ass section up there, right? But you capital, wow. and it's a little ass section. Thank you, and then you capitalize on like some things is just for us. So you can't have it your, both ways. You can't be like, we don't... The same Burger King. Hello? Hell the fuck low. Like, you can't just sit up here and say, we don't fuck with you, right? But we want to take your music, your style, your hair care products, your man, we ain't gonna get on that, your women, your chilling. Bitch, make up your mind. Just say you want to be us. At this point. <laughs> 
Just say you want to be a sister. Darren fine. is preaching today. So preach. Fine. Yeah. Come That's, on. Like, and like people get so upset when we just want to have our own shit. It's not enough that you gentrifying shit, but you know what? Let me shut the fuck up because I'm finna get mad. I'm finna get mad. I'm finna get mad. <laughs> I don't finna... know. We, we haven't had a, a love rant this year. No, yet. I'm all right. I'm finna get mad. I'm finna get mad because you know how I get when I get mad. But it's it's just kind of like when you kids now, and it breaks my heart that I think about this, but when you see kids winning at science fairs and when you see people um, doing great things in medicine of people of color. You know what the first fucking thing I think about? I hope that they don't get fucked by, by a white corporation. I hope that they, I hope that somebody puts their name in the history book. I hope that they get the credit they deserve. I really do. That's the first thing I think of. And it's sad because it's, it kind of like, you know what I mean? It, you can't just enjoy the moment. Mm. Think about what KRS one. Think about what KRS one said. KRS one, and yes, go listen to KRS one. Um, he was saying when hip hop came out, they was not fucking with hip hop. But when you found out how to capitalize on that shit, now you fucking with it. And even now, uh, KRS one, he was talking about some. He was back when it uh, back. I think in the eighties or nineties, he was trying to protest for stopping the violence. Mm-hmm. They was like, nah, cares when you can't do that. So you telling him he can't do that? It, it, you just want us to kill each other. Yeah. And to keep it, because that's what sales and shit, you know, but. Because it creates money for so many different industries. Exactly. Yeah. So I just feel like certain things we should be able to hold on to and look up black inventors, give them their flowers. Because some of these people are still alive. Yeah, they are. The dude who made the super soaker, Black. Yeah, I looked that up, too. I wasn't going to mention him, but I was like, yeah, you know what? Black. That's great. Mm-hmm. I didn't find that out till like, three years ago. Yeah. So, yeah, I, it's just, yeah, I think, and also, too, when it comes to desegregation, because we talked about this a little bit. A part of me feel like people desegregated things to get easier access to see what the fuck we doing and figure out how to capitalize on it. Mm. Mm. I mean, either way, you was going to do it. But you have to also realize, too, that around that time, um, and even earlier, white kids were going to the hood to go listen to our music. And they was coming back and telling other white kids, oh my gosh, like the Negroes are over there doing this and da 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 da. And this is the sound and this isn't in the third. And then they tell their daddy and them. And then it just, you know, and then motherfuckers are like, oh, we can go sign them niggas down there because they really don't know the value of money and da 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 da. And, and it just, I feel like it's just, it just goes on and on. Mm. I just feel like it just goes on and on and on and on and on. The bottom line is, is that we have innovated a lot of things and we are a part of a lot of things and we can do more than just dribble the ball and sing. We can, like you said, we can be scientists, writers, novelists. Cause every time I watch a James Baldwin interview, you know what the first thing they say about him? 
Yes. We have James Baldwin here, a, uh, a Negro writer who's a critically acclaimed and has brought in his Bravo. He's he's magnificent. This is and then the third. But then during his interview, criticize everything he says because because he calls him out on it. Yeah. And you treat him like a nigga after you give him his flowers. Yeah. Yeah, you do. <laughs> yeah, you do. That's like me saying, yes, let me introduce you guys to Darren Stewart, world-renowned producer and composer and whoop-de-whoop-de-whoop, this, this, and that. He's fantastic and has a brilliant mind. And he's an exceptional nigga. Let you say something out of time. What do you mean? Don't you think you being unfair? Don't you think that you... You should be okay with how you being treated. You did it. Why can't other black people do it? Well, I know James Baldwin had a lot of lot of stuff. Mm-hmm. He was over there talking to them white folks every day. wasn't giving them an inch. <laughs> wasn't giving him a wasn't giving them an inch. No wonder he had to move to France. <laughs> and see, that's crazy too because a lot of people over in Europe. They see our potential more than fucking like people over here. Well, they um I don't that that's a whole nother That's a whole nother thing, but yeah. Listen, I don't I don't even feel like going into it right now. But yeah, but yeah. no, I feel you. Mm-hmm. But I just I feel like that at the end of the day that when it comes to innovating and gatekeeping and shit like that, patent your shit. And let motherfuckers know you did it. It's fine, because you can do that now. Right. It ain't being prideful. It ain't, it ain't you being conceited. No, ho, I did this, bitch. <laughs> Mass ain't got to take credit no more. You feel me, bitch? I put that weave in your head. We just went you with weave. I don't know. I'm just trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to help these people out. Okay, I'm sorry. Bitch, I cure cancer, ho. Let me find some shit I'm clear. Uh, let me find some shit that I cure cancer. Motherfucker. Bitch, I did it. Hello. <laughs> Hell no, nah, y'all bitches can't have it. <laughs> what 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 Mr. Big say? Y'all gonna have bitches gonna have to kill me in this motherfucking coat room. Wow. You feel me? Let people he know that you brought that back up. Let let people know. <laughs> Hype your friends up, bro. Support your fr- like this is my thing. Support your support your friends and their businesses. Yeah, anybody out there that's doing something worthwhile. Right. If Let Darren, them know you see him. If Darren, if you see, if you hear Darren's beats, bitch, don't ask for a freebie. Get that nigga some money. Support black businesses. Yeah, I said it. Oh, that's the trendy thing to do, though. Yeah. If you want this nigga to compose some shit for you, look, we finna drop the cash out. You want us to pull up, drop the Addy. Nigga, I'm promoting you right now. Do you hear me? I'm promoting the fuck out of you right now, okay? This is free advertisement. Yeah, it's free. Yeah. <laughs> the the one freebie. <laughs> it's free. It's free. So no, support your support your people for real. That's the only way that we can go forward and continue innovating and continue coming up with things. More of us are becoming doctors, researchers. Support. Shit. Yeah. Stop being a stop being a hater all your life. Yeah, and the main thing that we need to do, and we need to start doing, is make sure we take care of the young ones coming up. We need to make sure that all these black uh, black girls and boys are out there 
learning the things they need to learn to move through and survive in the world. Because they're going to be the ones carrying things forward. It's not about us anymore. No, it's not. I got a question. Now, you being a dad, a black dad at that, how, how do you find, or how are you going to explain to your children the um, importance of innovating and exposing them to black innovators and creators and this, this and that third before someone tells them some, some bullshit? Like, what are, what are some steps that you're going to basically take? Um, the main thing is uh, I want to show them. Okay. Um, take them to the museum, show them how things are made and what what's done to make them, show them who made them. Mm-hmm. Um, shoot, even just kind of get involved and get some hands-on stuff ourselves. And I know my, my children are pretty young. Yeah. Like, really young. <laughs> but I, I want to start doing... Like science projects ourselves, just showing showing them how uh, natural forces in the world works, mm-hmm. so they can start thinking about things for themselves. Okay, that's that's the main thing. And once you show somebody how to do something and give them the the tools, yeah. then they'll be able to come up with a whole bunch of things on their own mm-hmm. all you got to do is just make sure that you not necessarily instill but um prop up the creativity and give them the tools and then basically you just watch them watch them watch work. them do watch them do what they want to do and do you think that you got that kind of upbringing and opportunity to kind of be curious and create and do I think I have? Did I have that opportunity? Like, yeah. Um, for the most part, yeah. Okay. Um, I I got to do a lot of things growing up. Looking, kind of looking back on, I got a lot to do a lot of things growing up mm-hmm. that I don't think a lot of kids, especially if they went to uh, Birmingham City Schools, got to do. And I'm not trying. I'm not trying to shit on you. If you went to a Birmingham just, City School. That's just true. <laughs> but I'm just saying, like, I, I've had cousins, I've had friends that have gone to those schools, and they just, they didn't do anything. Not not necessarily because the school didn't, but just because of some of the mentality of the, mm-hmm. their parents and um, grown-ups around them, too. Yeah. But... I did get exposed to a lot of stuff and went to a lot of places. And I think that's the main thing that my mom especially wanted for us. Mm -hmm. Because for the first eight years of my life, I grew up in the hood. And I didn't know it was the hood until I got out of it. That's That's like a very beautiful thing. And then when I realized where it was that we came from, mm-hmm. I was grateful, and also I held that with me. Yeah. Because even though I may not sound like it, or I may not look like it, you you the hood you, is there. You, what Denzel say? You from around the way? It's there. 
Yeah, he is a little Don't hood. try me. No, oh, well, okay. He's from the hood. <laughs> He's from the hood. <laughs> Don't try me. <laughs> oh, no. No, like, and I think that's a good thing because that keeps you wanting to innovate and to create. Just having, uh, remembering where you come from, but also realizing that you, you don't, you don't have to necessarily act or look like where you come from. You want to constantly build and create something. You can make more of yourself than where you're from. Yeah. Yeah. And I you think, don't have to stay in that. No. Just learn from it. Yeah. And there's, there, and to, it's a part of it. And to touch on that, there's a lot of brilliant people in Birmingham. And there's a lot of brilliant people who came out of Birmingham. Angela Davis. Oh, man. You know what? You said some. You said some shit just then. Yeah. Oh my Angela God. Davis, ladies and gentlemen. And I, I know <laughs> even tons of people that I graduated high school with mm-hmm. uh, that came a little bit before and a little bit after me too. Mm-hmm. A lot of them are doing some wonderful things. Yeah. And shout out to you if you're listening. You know who you are. Yeah. I appreciate you. Even though we don't talk. Because I don't talk to a lot of y'all. <laughs> Why you said that? You said that seriously? <laughs> I don't talk to a lot of y'all motherfuckers, but I see you, nigga. Well, I'm not going to pretend like I know you. But I see you, nigga. Like, I, I knew you in high school a little bit. I see you, nigga. But I'm just trying to keep it real. Like, no, that, I mean... That's it. Yeah. yeah, that's... I mean, that's really... That's really it. Like, just making sure that you stay innovative. Making sure that you understand, always be creative. And inspire kids and inspire yourself to have a curious mind. There's nothing wrong with asking questions. Just because you ask a question does not mean you're questioning authority. You're questioning how shit should be or may not be getting done. I said what I said, Hope. I ain't got nothing else to say. Well, yeah. So, uh, that was the episode. Um, Let us know what you think. What do you you think about, you know, gatekeeping and innovating and creating in today's world and how we can keep going. Let us know what you think. You already know what the fuck going on. How are we going to inspire the youngins? If you got any tips and tricks, if you got anything you want to share, any experiences, hit us up on our social media. We on Instagram. Yeah, we, we, we on Instagram. Let us know. And um, y'all, be, y'all be safe out there. Y'all take care. I don't like y'all. Damn. Alright, well, on that awkward note, (laughs) peace. Love you, baby.